This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, author of One Rental at a Time. And as mentioned in our daily financial news, we normally talk with the wonderful Anna Kelly, REI mom, but she is out enjoying life that financial freedom has brought her. But I have such an awesome network of experts that I have my good friend Tom Staub with me to talk about something that I am seeing online, and that is all of these clickbaity titles talking about crash. And these are people who are YouTubers, not real estate folks. So it is kind of sad that they are still talking about a 40% crash, just like last year. But let's welcome Tom Staub to the show. How you doing, buddy? Michael Zuber, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for uh, filling the, in this important time block on my channel. Uh, I saw you put out a video yesterday. Uh, you, you were kind of annoyed. Uh, somebody yeah. was somebody was kind of uh, picking on Austin, which is your backyard, a market yeah. you focus on, and uh, you uh, you let him have it. So uh, let's let's tell the world yeah, what I happened. I mean, um, look, I, most of my videos, it's positive, it's you know informational, very analytical. Um, I don't ever rag on anyone, um, but this one was just, <laughs> you know, when I see people in the comments literally making decisions on their financial wealth based on clickbait, it drives me bananas. Yeah. Right. Cause there's, there's people like you and like myself that really try to help people out. Mm -hmm. And so it, it just dilutes the entire network when you have someone like that, that is just trying to get views. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are, uh, you, you can, you can make a full-time income and you can make a really good income, uh, preaching fear on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I, I now somebody left in one of my comments and I totally agree with it. It's called doom porn. Yeah. Right. There's a, there's an audience there's a, a large audience that wants, frankly, I, my guess is they, well, I'll just say it. They want other people to fail. They want to celebrate other people's failures. And I think that is a, I think it's a horrible human trait. If that's, if that, that's what you get excited by other people feeling pain. I think yeah. that is, that's a terrible way to live. Or, or they get caught up in the, in the anxiety of, the the negative or the unknown right and it's it's really easy to gravitate towards that versus listen to someone like you or me who was being strategic saying look right now it's a tough market it's competitive mm -hmm. but there is a, some inventory coming to mm -hmm. an extent and there might be opportunities for us all to make some money here and this is how mm -hmm. you do it yeah that's not as fun <laughs> as a fear a fear mongering video Let, let's just be honest well i i'll disagree slightly i think it's a yeah. lot more fun uh, I just yeah. think it's not profitable. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, telling the truth is not profitable. Yeah, uh, but yeah. but that's that's what I do on my channel. I mean, if, if people people take the time to watch my channel, I'm a real estate investor, right? Like I have two videos today loading, one with a flip in or one with a pride of ownership rental in progress. I think that video goes out at 10 a.m. And then I just locked up another flip, right? So yeah. I have one rental that we're adding to the portfolio that's we're going to keep forever, and I have another. Uh, simple lipstick flip. Uh, and what I want to tell people as we sit here at the end of the first half, it is hard to believe we're at the end of the first half of the year. I see the opportunity the next six months for buy and hold investors to find deals because 
we, ha- we are going into a housing slowdown, but I want people to hear that word. It's a slowdown. It's not a crash. Those are vastly different things. That's right. The video that you were referencing was talking about Austin falling 40%. That's the yeah. same thing as Ken McElroy talking about the nation falling 40% last year. I'm like, I bet him 10 grand publicly. Yep. Donate to that. any charity. Let's go. And he, he failed right. to take me up yep. on it. Because yep. again, Ken is an apartment guy. Ken is, wonder- Ken is a bigger investor than I will ever be. Ken has a bigger following than I will ever have. But you know what? I look at single family every day and I've looked at it for 20 years. I see the data before anybody else. The, the, the thing that just drives me crazy is yesterday people were celebrating Case Schiller. Mm-hmm. Case Schiller came out, record-breaking growth, record price appreciation in Charlotte, uh, Cleveland, uh, Seattle, and a couple of other markets. And then I read the data and it's freaking April data. I mean, we're in July, people. Why the hell are we talking about yeah, April? So- let me just ask, yeah, so this is in my video yesterday, and I did plug you, um, and again, all my listeners are listening, this is Zuber, um, this will be on my channel too, so mm-hmm. listen to his stuff, but this is why I say that, because people like you and me that literally depend on the money from our earnings in real estate, in your doors, and my land development deals to pay for the food of our kids, yeah. right, we, we have to rely on that, so we're, we're looking at data every single day to make the best decisions with our money. Yeah. Someone that doesn't own a lot of doors who's trying to get clickbait, they don't have that same investment. No, no, they're, they are entertainers. And again, if they called themselves entertainers and that's what they've done, I would have no problem. It's like, it's like Hollywood. You want to make scary movies? Great. You want to make comedies? Great. You want to make romantic movies? Great. But don't come into a real estate investing world where people are coming to get knowledge that they don't have. Right. And then that makes, that with, yeah. Yeah. That makes actually financial decisions. Right. I had people following me uh, or commenting on videos last year, especially when I went out after Ken talking about a 40% crash. I'm like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they're basically saying, hey, Ken's bigger than you. He has more knowledge. I'm going to follow what Ken says. And I'm yeah. like, how's that feel now? Yeah. Again, and yeah. it's not that Ken is. I'm not trying to say, I think Ken is a wonderful human being. I would love to meet him someday. I think he's doing wonderful things, but he's not a single family guy. Yeah. Here's the deal. If you were out at a hospital to get a, uh, a review of a doctor for heart surgery, you'd probably get three different views. Yeah. Well that, right? and I wouldn't go to a pediatrician or a foot or a whatever. Exactly. Doing, right. Exactly. I would get go right to doctor. a hot doctor. That's doctor. right. That's right. Crazy. So I, I, for you all out there, I, I wanted to talk to Zuber today. Um, two main things. One, I wanted to get his take. Um, he's a little more broad, and uh, I think nationally, and of course in California, mm-hmm. I'm more in, on the ground of Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. Arizona, where I develop. A little bit different. Um, I want you all to know what I see in Austin, and Please. then I think I'd love to talk to you, Zuber, about what it would take for an actual crash to happen. I'd love to hear about Austin. Austin's one of those markets that is, um, it, you know, it's at, it's at the top you know, I don't know, three to five kind of yeah. locations, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear what's going on in Austin. So, yeah, and I'll just give a quick one-minute spiel, right? Um, sure. It is very much similar to the Bay Area 2015 through 2017. You're okay. seeing three to 10 offers per property, mm-hmm. days on market, five or less. Oh, my um, God. Oh. The average over ask price is 17%. Really? Okay. Yeah, my- that, that's the average within like the Travis County, which is Austin sure. city limits. On the outskirts, you're seeing that creep into that areas, you know, Georgetown, Buda, Kyle, you're seeing that, that creep as well. Wow. Um, what, 
again, and I talked to many agents, all different types of agents, what we think is going to happen in Austin. Uh, today, it's about a half month supply, right? Very, <laughs> very tight, right? Very tight. Oh my God. We, we do think, and I, I don't know if I coined this term, um, you think about the discouraged worker, the, mm-hmm. discouraged, the discouraged buyer, right? Yeah. I think people were tired of getting outbid left and right, and they're, they're just tired of that, that rat race. I think they're going to take a step aside through, through the summer uh, months for vacation. Uh, they're going to have fun, go out for, to breweries, get their mind off real estate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of agents are expecting supply to hit 1.5 to two months supply by okay. August. Okay. Yeah, so to your that. point, and what you said in early, you know, weeks ago in, in videos, this is probably happening across the nation, this competitive environment, people are taking a break. We're going to see inventory go up. And for those that are doing the work and that are looking every day, there will be more opportunities with less competitive, competitive offers. Yeah. That's where we see Austin going. Um, doesn't sound like a crash by any means. No. And I do think this is nationally. And the beauty, if you're following my channel, I do a daily show. I've been talking about this for about two months. I've been calling for back in March, I was calling for the end of July. So 31 days from now to have 2 million available homes. Now that sounds crazy for two reasons. When I made that call, we were at a million, just over a million homes. And then to double that could freak people out. But again, I've been doing this forever. A normal national housing market is 3.3 to 3.5. So just getting to 2 million homes is not a balanced market. You know, um, it certainly feels better. Uh, You certainly have options. You go from being 170% of 17% of asked to maybe 108 or 106 or something lower, right? And that's why we will see a housing slowdown. Again, I say that word knowing that people will hear it wrong. We are going to go from 100 miles an hour, which was 2020. The nation was up, give or take, 15%. That does not mm-hmm. happen. Not supposed to happen. Nope. Not normal, right? We went through an abnormal uh, contraction of supply, and we actually increased demand at the same time. It was the perfect storm, hence 15%. But we're going to go from 100 miles an hour to 60 to 40 to 20. But damn it. Yep. 20 is still, I mean, in most markets, like if you go back to 2016 or 17, you would love to, to go that rate, right? We won't see, we can't, frankly, right, we right. can't see 15% again. That would be unhealthy as a nation. There may right. be some locations like Austin where you have it, but it won't be nationally. Yeah. I mean, even, even here, right? The average home price now is 585. It's, it's wow. very quickly. Right in um, Texas, before, five eighty. Yeah, and this is this is why I was buying land forty five minutes outside of Austin. You know, eight months ago, right. where because we we can get it very cheaply and we can build homes relatively cheaply and sell them for a good price now. So we saw this coming months ago. We saw the path of progress expanding out to again forty five minutes north of Austin, thirty five minutes south of Austin, and now it's going east with uh, Tesla. Right. So Austin is. I had a video out, you know, a month ago. It's way too late to be investing here as as rentals. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Those, yeah. If you're a cash flow investor, yeah. Austin is probably not your choice. Hundred percent. Right. I mean, it was it was risky back in eighteen. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Um, but I guess where I'm going with this is, um, I don't see a crash. And I, I, God forbid, if there is one, because I've my 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 investors and I have put millions of dollars into land. Yeah. Uh, in the last twelve months, so <laughs> we yeah. better be right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to talk about what would cause a crash, so let's first off define a crash, right? So, and I hate that I have to think about these things. 
So let's, and again, I have to talk nationally because I do think we have little cities. Like the one city I'm nervous about is Boise. I think I did a video a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago about like, do Boise is one of those hyper local markets where very small footprint, increased demand, small economy. Yeah. It just feels yeah. bubblish. So we'll have a couple of those popping off. But again, if we talk nationally speaking, especially going into a growing economy and uh, the consumer sentiment, it's at record highs. And I mean, we have lots of good times ahead mm-hmm. of us. Um, but when we talk about a national crash, or first off, a slowdown will go from 15 to like four or 5% over the next 24 months. So again, still positive. Uh, a correction for me is negative one to negative 10% nationally. A crash is more than 10%. So if we get that definition yeah. out of the way, uh, anything more than 10% nationally would be a crash in my opinion. So um, in order to get there, I mean, you almost have to get to a point where we have um, distressed inventory dominating the market right that's what we have to have that's one thing you know well there's a variety of things really right i mean we could see hyperinflation that really pinches the pockets well that's that's not going to be enough no so i mean let's just play it out right let's play all the things out because again what we have today and i hate the freaking crash people that point at the price today and the price in 06 it's so mind-bogglingly stupid it's it's It's, about payment where it's six and a half and well, they're just, they're just fucking, they're, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Just, it's just stupid. Sorry. Yeah. Very Your anger now is what I had yesterday morning. I was like, Zuber, <laughs> we need to do a podcast ASAP. <laughs> uh, yeah. I get a little passionate. I try not to swear, <laughs> but sometimes I get really angry <laughs> or frustrated. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But here's the deal, right? There's, a, there's, so let's just play demand supply. So let's say the, 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 the biggest way to slow down the market would be for the 30-year mortgage That's to right. jump from, I'll call it 3% today. I think the average I saw this morning was 3.11. We'll just call it 3%. To, I, if it jumped to 7% in a two-week uh, period, that would shut down the market. Stop. Yep. But again, a stop is not a crash. Because the thing with real estate is, is it's, it's a lot more slow moving. So what would happen... If, the, if interest rates on the 30-year mortgage go to 7%, this is what would happen. The stock market would, t- would be cut by 20 or 30% immediately. Immediately. That would scare people, right? Again, we're just replaying what happened last time, right? That would scare people. People would be conservative. They would get out. They would cash. They would get, they would get liquid. So the dollar probably gets stronger, actually. It probably gets much stronger, actually, if, it, if we go there. And then what, that, what happens is they stop looking to upgrade, they stop discretionary spending. So we go into a recession, yep. period, right? Stock market crash, reset, econ- economical recession next. And then what happens is any of the optional sellers, anybody who is thinking about selling takes their house off the market because they're worried yep. about their job, right? They don't want to move, they want to move up. And then what happens is the buyers retreat because they're like, damn, I can't pay, what'd you say, like 586 in Austin, I, yep. I could barely afford Austin at a 3% mortgage. I can't afford 586 at a 7%, right? right? Yeah. And then what will happen over the course of 60, 90, 120 days is you would start seeing the, the I don't know, desperate, the must-sell inventory come down, yeah. right? And by the way, for a 7, I, I think 6, 7% is where the, the pinch would really start. And what that would take on the 10-year note today, I'm looking at it right now, it's 1.48, right? It would take more than three times Oh yeah, it would, it would. Right. I mean, the ten year would have to be in the mid fours. Yeah, easily. You know, maybe maybe high probably. four. Uh, yeah, probably high yeah. fours. Yeah. So 
Probably not going to happen. No, I mean, <laughs> just, I mean, anything, I mean, you know, anything is theoretically possible. If we just want to talk yeah. about what would cause a crash, but even keep playing this out, right? So now we're probably four or five months after the sudden rise. We now are in a recession that feels horrible. We probably have unemployment spiking because again, we have a lot of zombie companies that were That's living right. on debt. I mean, there's all these things have to ripple through. And then six, nine months from now, you could start to see significant price drops. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we need inventory, a ton of it. And yeah. how much? We would need to have around 10 months supply to get to a 10, 15% correction. Yeah. Right? And again, folks, the beauty of our channel we, is I've been doing this for 20 years. I was buying one rental at a time in 2002. I bought yeah. it all the way up through the crash. I talk about it in my book. We went out of houses into apartments because they were overpriced. I, I danced through raindrops because I look every day. Do you recall, um, do you recall the supply at the peak of the crash? I mean, I, I know it's market to market. Um, uh, I, you know, my, we actually had a decent, decent market. I mean, I think it was like four and a half, five months in, in California specifically. I mean, the nation, they always talk about six months. But yeah. California average is more like four months for a balance. So market. back in back in 08 and 09, what was the peak supply? Oh, dude. Oh, man, I bet you it was. I haven't looked in a while, but I bet you it was. Yeah, it was over a year. And in that, again, people don't really realize that was more because demand fell off a cliff. Yeah. Right. I remember buying houses for less than 40 grand, like yeah. full on houses, quarter acre lot, three bedroom, one bath that rented for like 1200 bucks because everybody was scared. That's why I tried to paint the picture, right? Interest rates up, stocks crash, people get liquid, people stop shopping. And then, you know, you get the desperate sellers yeah. that had a divorce or had a job change or whatever happens. That'll be the only inventory that transacts. And, oh, and again, Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, what's going to probably happen in the next crisis is it won't go back to the bank. We'll probably do subject to loans. Exactly. Yeah. What yeah. does that seller have? They have a mortgage rate at two and a half percent or three percent in a seven percent environment. So instead of buying REOs from the bank, which I did hand over fist last time, I'm going to go direct to sellers and say, "Hey, I can get you out of this, uh, but I need you know I need to take it over subject to which you know again is two and a half yep, or three percent because that unlike last time, the debt structure behind an asset was toxic. It was yep. adjustable rate mortgage. It was a two yeah. and twenty eight. The loan the sucked. Average- the average credit score today, I think it's like 760 on a mortgage. Yeah. I mean, phenomenal 90, 98.7% of loans are fixed rate 30 year loans in single family. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, yeah. the banks are much smarter this, this time around. They're it's much not, healthier. Yeah. It's not, again, we would work. I would believe me. And people always talk about you're, you're an investor. Of course you want it to go up. Trust me. I would love to repeat 2010. Oh, yeah. I have access to <laughs> tens of millions of dollars. I would buy yeah. a lot more single family homes. Yeah. If, if all it takes for me is to say a crash is coming, crash is coming. It's, yeah. It's just not. Right, right. Well, I think too, uh, you know, from the, from my side, you know, developing properties, what I'm seeing is quite the opposite. Um, I have in my overall demand, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I have a hundred buyers. I have 40% of them on a waiting list, oh, right? Jesus. And, and of those 40%, I'm assuming only a two thirds conversion rate. So I'll have 70% actually in, uh, on my, in, in my backlog about half, give or take, will convert to actual buys, right? And what's happening, because the word's out, land is skyrocketing in cost. There's a two-to-one ratio from demand to supply of what is needed for these builders. We can't find enough land, right? Dude, I bet you, I I don't know this, but I bet you could flip land you bought eight months ago and make almost 100%. Yeah, huge. If, If you can find good, usable, square lots, flat, all that stuff, yeah. But 
it's tough. And uh, my point is with that and material costs and labor costs going up, builders can't build cheaper. No. So if, if people can't afford things, they would just stop building. So it's, it isn't like they're just gonna keep building supply. Uh, and by the way, these builders are much smarter this time around as well. You look oh, at all their earnings reports. They are v- very refined in their model. They know exactly what they're doing. They're, they're monitoring all of this much more closely than they did back in 08. Oh, amen. Yeah. So, yeah, again, I mean, is a crash theoretically possible? Sure. I mean, absolutely. Right. Uh, but it would have to take it, what I tried to paint in my view is it'd have to take a series of cascading things. And oh, yeah. then, oh, by the way, th- here's the point. Prices may fall for the owner occupants, but me as a real estate investor, I would love that time. I would pick up dozens, if not hundreds, frankly, of single family homes subject oh, yeah. to because I want yeah. that more. Unlike last, again, it's the debt structure. The debt structure last time was toxic. You couldn't take it. Now the debt structures them. Who wouldn't want a 3% 30-year mortgage when the 30-year is suddenly 7%? Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, w- I would overpay. Yeah, especially when inflation is definitely higher than that. Oh, of course. Inflation is, I mean, if you got a, if you have a 30-year mortgage rate, inflation is free money, I mean, it's, essentially. Dude, it's positive carry. It's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. So, so, so let me ask you, let's say I was a naive buyer, primary home buyer, investor, whatever. Um, and I said, Zuber, so are you telling me I just should buy and just keep buying no matter what? Is there ever a time where, when I shouldn't buy and how, how would I know? Well, again, for me, so, so I don't use So owner occupants are hard for me, right? Cause it's an emotional purchase yeah. most of the time. And I'm just, it's, it, I, I can't get in someone's head emotionally. Right. Cause it, where, cause again, I bought a house that I thought was overpriced, but I wanted my kid to go to that school district. My wife wanted this, my wife wanted that. I'm like, okay, well it, it checks all the boxes. I don't care if it's 10% higher than I thought we had to buy it. Right. No, nope. uh, I like to buy because of numbers. I'm a math guy, right? I, I calculate yield. Uh, but what I would tell an owner-occupied buyer is, is always look at your payment. Don't look at price. It's the payment. And I would tell you, um, historically speaking, yeah, prices could fall 10%. Let's just say prices fell 10%, but interest rates went up one and a half. Do you really want to have a higher mortgage payment and you can feel good about getting the price lower? You're going to, be, you're going to make a payment for 30 years. If you're going to stay in your house for a decade or longer, it just doesn't matter. If yeah. you want to be in an owner-occupied house for two years or less, not a good idea. Um, because again, just the transaction costs are going to be yeah. 8%. Um, but if you're going to stay there a decade, it really doesn't matter. And please get fixed rate debt. Yes, uh, yes. Please get fixed rate debt. So, so let me ask you, um, you know, just very high level, right? Mm-hmm. Next two years, three years, I know that's pretty far out. Sure. Where do you see house prices going? So I've been, yeah, I'm, I'm putting it out there again. I think, I think housing prices in 2020, let's call it 15%. I think 2021 will be seven or 8%. And again, hear that. I think most of that's already happened, right? I think that was yeah. front loaded, right? I'm talking on a year basis. Uh, I think next year, so 2022 is probably three and a half, four. I think 2023 is one or two. So I think yeah. essentially we're plateauing. I think yeah. we front loaded five years of appreciation in a year and a half. That's, yep. that's so what's amazing what is, I have the exact same theory. Just add two points to all those numbers. Okay. On the up, <laughs> so, up higher. Yeah. I, more or less nine to 11 this year. I think it'll be six to eight next and then back to the three to four range yeah. in 2023. Essentially yeah. it's a plateau. We, so it's we just plateau. have a, a, our, our line, your line's more steep. Mine's a little flatter, Yeah, yeah that's uh, right. but, but not, but not a negative number. I don't see a negative right. number. You may have, exactly. let's be clear. I think you may have a couple of locations and the, and the fear mongers are going to do nothing but talk about them. Oh, yeah. Like like Boise could easily see a 10% fall uh, in a year and a half. 
yeah. I mean, a market because, like that. Yeah, and, and, and this is why I tell people, investors, you, you, you have to invest in, in buying in economies that have a diverse infrastructure. If they have yeah. a, a one-trick pony or if it's all migrants from California, yeah, that's not a sustainable economy, right? Yeah, the, unfortunately, uh, I've been studying the consumer since I graduated college, so better the part of 30 years. And unfortunately, uh, consumers move in herds. And for whatever reason, Boise has become the location to be. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's such a small market. It doesn't take a big percentage of new yeah. people moving in, especially because they weren't building. Boise was not having a plan for an extra 100,000 people, right? No. So guess what happens, right? More yep. people, yep. prices, rent. I mean, it's, but it, I don't, again, could Boise last? Sure. But it's going to have to diverse the economy. It's going to have to be bigger. It could happen, but. I mean, there are a couple of bubbles out there, but it's not national, folks. Yep. So, Zuber, I'm gonna uh, plug you for all my for all my, my my audience. I know all yours already knows you, but he, he has a great book behind him. Uh, yep. You got to get that. And what are you doing with these uh, these new student deal things? Oh yeah, so I'm glad you asked. So, um, it, so at the end of May, literally May 31st, I was thinking about. So what have I done, right? I create four or five original videos seven days a week. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, I built a course and all these other things. I'm like, but I did it to help people change their financial future, right? Via buy, hold, and real estate. I'm like, how'd I do? So I tried to go back over the last 18 months and figure out how many people actually bought a rental because of something I've done. So near as I could tell, we did 162 over 18 months. And I'm like, I felt good about that. Right. Cause actually it was like a real number. It wasn't like a guess. I felt pretty good about it. People sent me emails or whatever they did. I, I track, I have a folder. I tracked them all. Nice. And I'm like, and then I started thinking like, that's not good enough. Right. I'm a class. I'm a type a person. I lived with a quota my entire life. I'm like, yeah, 162 feels good, but you can do better. I'm like, okay. So then I'm sitting there May 31st going, what, what could I do? Right. And so 162, I'm like, can we do a thousand? I'm like, that's too big. And then I'm like, we're going to do 500. And then I'm like, we're going to do 500, not in 18 months. Cause that was my first guess. Start June 1st, end at the end of 22. I'm like, God damn it. That's, that's a, that's a layup. So then mm -hmm. I shortened it to 12 months. So from June 1st, 2021 to May 31st, 2022, I'm trying to help 500 people, uh, actually 500 transactions. Cause technically you can close two or three. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they do that, all they have to do is send me their address and I will mail them one of these cards that say, congratulations, one of 500, you did it. I am so happy for you. That's awesome. And as of June 28th, which is 28 days into the contest, we have already done 50. Wow. Already done. And I got three more cards going out today. Um, so. I just, I just, you know, passionately, I have to say, this is why I plugged you yesterday. This is why I was upset at the YouTuber. It's <laughs> like, dude, this is, this is the real stuff. This is the real content that you all should be listening to. Um, you know, it, it gives me chills, right? It's like, this is, this is what you, you set out to do. It's freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and this is why we do this stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And oh, by the way, I bought, I, I have full faith in the viewership out there. It will grow. I actually bought 1500 cards. I plan to blow this fantastic. number out. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's fantastic. You had, you had a, you had a main KPI and then a secret goal. Yeah. A secret one that nobody knows. It's secret. <laughs> and, awesome. the, and the great cool, thing man. is I got my audience involved. Uh, because I was like, okay, what happens if we get to 500? So we've agreed to do three things. Yeah. First, I'm going to donate $5,000 to a Fresno food bank because I was, you know, food insecurity is a big deal in my life. So I wanted, 
I want to, I want to 10 bucks. You close a deal. I'm going to basically been been donating $10 because of your deal. Right. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to color my hair purple, right. Color, you know, purple is the thing. So people ask me to, they said, shave your head or dye your hair. I'm like, I'll dye my hair purple. And then the, the key, the one I'm, I'm most fond of is, is my mom actually watches my videos, which is so awesome. But she's like, Hey, if they get to 500, I'll let you interview me. And she is so private. So anti-technology. I'm like, Oh my God, mom, we're going to talk about me as a teenager and as a kid, I'm kind of nervous. I <laughs> love that. Oh my God. Yes. Can't wait. Bring yeah. it on. Bring it on. So yes, if you're watching this, uh, all you have to do is say, close a deal and say one rental at a time was a positive impact. Buy the That's book, cool. watch the show. You don't have to buy a course, although lots of people are doing that. Thousands of people have the course now. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm open. I'm being very liberal with this definition of 500 because uh, I want to get there. Yeah. I want to I want to feel like we're doing yeah. something. No, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, I, I appreciate the eight to time. Um, what know, about your channel? Only... How can people follow you? Yeah. Uh, so I do a variety of things, um, but just go to reiacademy.co and there's uh, my course is on there too, a little different than yours, but uh, I'm probably going to make it free. I think I just no point in charging for it. I think long-term um, I just, you know, again, back to the helping people. Cool. Um, but anyways, yeah. So reiacademy.co, there's some stuff on there. If you have any questions, happy to help send me an email and um, we'll go. That's awesome. There. Thanks for reaching out this morning. I was glad to get this off my chest. Thanks buddy. Yep. <laughs> That's great.